Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We are talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has quaint floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Michelle Swalman, Randy Carricker, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, where John Kelly is standing by, Blues and Sabres tonight. John, of course, the voice of the Blues on Bally Sports. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Hey, Randy. How are you? Good. J.K., I, I just pointed out to Matthew and Michelle here that Craig Anderson, who's been the primary goalie for the Sabres this year, 40-year-old Craig Anderson, back in 2006, was picked up by the Blues on waivers on January 31st, was here for two days, and then the Blues waived him and he went to the Blackhawks. So Craig Anderson, kind of technically a former Blue. You know what, Randy? I forgot about that. Two days. I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. <laughs> So a very short-lived career as a St. Louis Blue, right? Yeah, no doubt. John, we were talking the other day about Justin Falk and how great he's been for the Blues this season, and it got us talking about the fact that you'd throw his name in the conversation for Blues MVP this season. If you were to look back to the Blues season uh, from start to this point, who do you think has been the Blues MVP? Well, he certainly would be in the top three, without question. Um, you know, plus minus leader on the team and, and just having a great year, double digits and goals. I don't need to go on with the numbers. Uh, but more than that, he just plays the right way every night as a defenseman, you know, with, with good gap control. He's aggressive. He's a physical guy. So he has been, um, he's been great. And, you know, Pareko, um, I think sort of was a little bit inconsistent in the last or in the first two months of the season. But lately, Pareko has been a beast. So right now the Blues are really in great shape on the right side of the defense. So to answer your question, I would have to say the three players that I would pick as my MVPs would certainly be Falk, Robert Thomas, and the goaltender, Billy Huso. I think those three would be certainly in the conversation. And, you know, Tarasenko's had a great year as well. So, you know, he would have to be as well now that I think of it. And, J.K., he has kind of reestablished himself as one of the premier guys in the league. Vladdy has, hasn't he? Well, I think that he, he's reestablished himself as, as a top winger. You know, you know, one of the top guys, Randy, that's a big statement. I mean, there are guys now over 50 goals, right? That's true, so, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he, he's, he's become, I think, a better two-way player this year. And, you know, he, he's always been a great goal scorer. We know that. Always been a great playmaker. And the combination right now of him and Buchnevich and Robert Thomas, uh, right now there aren't many better lines in hockey as far as putting up production. I mean, those three have some great chemistry, and, and the passing that they displayed on Tarasenko's second goal the other night was amazing. So, you know, Vladi has become a, a really good all-around player again after battling all those surgeries, and it's great to see, no question. 
John, if you look back on this team a month ago, if we're going back to Sunday, March 13th versus Winnipeg, they lost four to three in overtime. They lost five of six during that uh, immediate stretch. You look at the team now, six in a row. What's the big difference you see now from this Blues team to a Blues team we saw a month ago? Well, you know, Michelle, they're just playing the right way, and they have a full commitment from, from everybody. And, you know, not to make excuses, but I've always felt that you know, the period from, say, the All-Star game until the trade deadline are almost like the dog days of August in baseball. And, you know, the Blues just weren't engaged for a while there. You mentioned um, those losses, and then I think that maybe the low point was the 7-2 loss at home to Carolina two and a half weeks ago. And that, that was not a good game, and Carolina is a great team. And they came into St. Louis and, quite honestly, embarrassed the Blues, and the Blues haven't lost a game since. So, I think that was maybe a wake-up call for this team. And now that we're in the home stretch with nine games to go, I mean, the, the team is fully committed. So it's nothing, you know, it's not like they just flipped a switch. Um, it, it took a team commitment, individual commitment, and, and they realized that now it, it's go time and you've got to be playing well going into the playoffs. Even though, you know, the Blues are almost secured of a spot, I think their magic number is six to get in you got to play the right way down the stretch, and right now they are playing the right way. That's great to see. And, John, this is nothing new, but it continues to amaze me how important fast starts are in hockey. And the Blues have scored the first goal in six games in a row. This year, 26-8-5 and five when scoring first, and when leading after a period, they're 19-1-3. and three. So that's what you want to do. Get the lead, and then the Blues, heck, since Ken Hitchcock got here, have been a team, haven't they, where if they score first, they, they build on it, and then they try to smother the opposition yeah like most teams randy it's obviously a big advantage but conversely the blues have been one of the better come from behind teams this year i think they have now 20 or 21 come from behind victories this season so um yeah they can do it either way but i i don't put a whole lot of emphasis on the first goal as as craig Bruby always says you know if the other team scores the first goal you can't fold your tent right it's not the end of the world so you're going to face adversity and um, obviously sometimes you give up the first goal. So I, I don't put a lot of, you know, there, there are a lot of numbers, Randy, especially now with analytics. Um, there are hundreds of, of numbers individually and team-wise that you can look at. But, you know, first goal of the game, obviously if you score it, you're going to win most of the time. Um, but it's not the be-all, end-all as far as I'm concerned. The performance of David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly, especially at this time of year, has really been heartening to me. If those guys are playing the way, especially Perron, the way they have for the last couple of weeks, come playoff time, that'll be a huge advantage, won't it? Because you're going to need somebody to shut down an opposition's top line, and those guys are, are more capable than most. Well, yeah, it, it's it's obviously maybe the key line for the Blues. Um, you know, the other lines obviously have, have played really well, especially the Robert Thomas line. And, you know, Robert is on just a great heater right now as far as points. But I think if you look at the Blues, you know, going into any playoff series, if you put O'Reilly's line with Perron and Saad against the other team's best line and say they go even on a night against that line – you've got a really good chance to win the hockey game because then the Blues' depth can take over, Randy, as you know. So, And they're going to score goals. I mean, you know, David Perron, is, with his goal the other night, has now scored 15 goals in his last 21 games. So, you know, they're also obviously capable of providing a lot of offense. So it's a really good, you know, mix the Blues have right now. Um, you know, they have that checking line with O'Reilly, and 
Uh, again, they can produce offense, but uh, th- this team is now really three lines deep. And I think one of the things they'd like to get settled on down the stretch is their fourth line. Bozak, it doesn't look like will play tonight, but he's close to returning. So I think that's one of the things they'd like to see down the stretch, Randy, is to, to get maybe a set fourth line and you know get some momentum from that fourth line into the Stanley Cup playoffs. J.K., one more thing. We talk a lot here, obviously, as we should, about Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. But Tage Thompson has really emerged, hasn't he, for the Sabres? He really has. He uh, scored a goal against the Blues back in late February in that 5-3 Blues win. He's got a great shot, Randy. And, you know, he's also, as we know, a huge guy. I think he's 6'6". Um, and and he, he was the big part going to Buffalo in the O'Reilly trade, as we know. And it took him a while to develop. He was up and down in the minors and the, and the big club for a couple of years. But, you know, he's a good player and a first-round pick and, you know, great size, obviously, great skill. Uh, but the thing that stands out to me is a shot. If you give him an open opportunity like he did in St. Louis, I think it was a power play goal, he will most likely beat the goaltender. So that's going to be number one against Thompson tonight is to take away his time and space in the offensive zone. But he's a very good player. John Kelly, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it and enjoy your day in Buffalo. Okay, Randy, Michelle, thank you. See you later. That is the voice of the Blues on Valley Sports, John Kelly. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the College Football Playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.